Welcome to the UDIA Queensland's Development Drum Podcast, where we speak to members and ask them to share some property industry insights and at the same time, get to know our industry colleagues a little better. My guest today is Warwick Bible, Queensland Residential General Manager of Mervac. Warwick Bible is General Manager of Mervac Queensland and is responsible for Mervac's residential development operations, including its apartments and master plan communities portfolio throughout Queensland. With more than 25 years property experience in Queensland and New South Wales, Warwick has held senior property executive roles with several of Australia's largest private and public property companies. Warwick holds formal qualifications in property economics, an MBA, and is a fellow of FINSIA. Warwick is the current president of the Institute and director of the UDIA National Board. Warwick's a keen hiker and recently ticked off the Carnarvon Gorge and Hinchinbrook Island Great Walks off his bucket list earlier this year. Thanks so much for joining us on the Development Drum, Warwick. Well, thank you, Kirsty, and may I say what a pleasure it is to be here with you today. Now, we didn't pull you off the hiking track for this podcast? No, no, no. I've I've got my uh, trailing hiking boots off at the moment, but uh, we'll be going uh, hiking uh, first week of December and looking at doing another couple of great walks over in New Zealand. Fantastic. And how long are they, Warwick? Uh, They'll be uh, probably 60 kilometres each, so look to do probably 120k over the uh, week. You realise you can drive that distance. <laughs> There's no need to walk, Warwick. Uh, it's great to be in the, in the wonderful outdoors on the trail, camping underneath the stars, hopefully underneath the stars rather than underneath the rain clouds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> New Zealand's not at all known for its nah, wild weather. No, nah, I'll be taking the rain jacket. Yeah. <laughs> now, Warwick, thank you so much for joining us today. I thought we'd start off by understanding a little bit more about you. What was your first role in property? Well, my first role in property, I was a real estate salesperson. Oh, fantastic. So it's interesting when I was sort of <laughs> when I was thinking about that, it actually provided a wonderful grounding for me. Yeah. Because it actually helped me really understand the sales process, the marketing process, and of course what customer preferences and yes. what they're looking for. Yes. Fantastic. And what sort of property were you selling? Uh residential sales. Okay. So I was in uh, residential property, but it was quite interesting. I actually worked with a number of smaller developers. Ah, interesting. And so yeah. that's what whet my appetite, so to speak, yeah. was to go down the property uh, development pathway. When I was actually originally in university, I was looking at doing the valuation pathway. Aha. Uh-huh. But instead of going down the valuation route, I ultimately ended up choosing the uh, property development route. A narrow miss. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Some could say a fortunate one. <laughs> and then where to from there, Warwick? So really, start off in real estate. Mm. When I worked in real estate sales, that's when, as I say, I really started to get quite interested in the property development pathway. So then I applied for a role at Mervac as a a graduate development manager. And so that was the start of a very long and very uh, satisfying career with Mervac over many years. Fantastic. Mm. Now, what would you say has been the most critically significant thing that's happened in your career so far, apart from this podcast today? (laughs) (laughs) So I think, I mean, it's hard looking back to look at, you know, that one defining moment. Mm. So I, I must say, I think there have been probably several pivotal moments in my career. One, as I say, would be uh, that choice of rather than going down the, the property valuation pathway, yes. going down the property development pathway. Uh, certainly applying for that role with uh, Mervac as mm. a trainer, you're a graduate development manager. And then as well, I had it when I was working with Mervac, I had an opportunity in the mid-90s to relocate to Queensland when we had just pretty well much first opened up our Mervac office. Okay, wow. And uh, so I took that opportunity and it was a really wonderful opportunity where I worked on some great projects at Mervac, starting off at Mariner's Reach mm. and the Grosvenor, 
Key West yeah, great. Uh, in the city and then, of course, in later years moving on to uh, Cutters Landing yes. and the Arbor on Grey. And then I think the next defining or pivotal moment was uh, when I was 34 years old, I left Mervac and then became a CEO of a private development company. And so for the next 10 years, I spent uh, working on the private side yes. in development, which was a, a great to have the contrast from working in a public organisation yes. to then working within the private development industry. Yeah. Now that move from um, New South Wales to Queensland, Warwick, was that when you decided to be a cane toad rather than a cockroach or did that come later, that decision? It's very, it's a very important moment in your <laughs> very, life. Very, very important moment, that pivotal moment That's of right. crossing the border as uh, 50,000 southerners yes. right now joining yes. us. <laughs> yeah. How can you beat the lifestyle of Queensland? No, it's fantastic. It mm. is on the brochures and most days it does deliver, not perhaps this week in, in uh, Queensland though, Warwick. Correct. Now, Warwick, you've been on the UDIA board for over eight years in total and now in your third year as state president. Can you share some of your insights into what your experience has been leading the property industry and also Mervac Queensland over a, a really interesting and challenging period? Well, certainly I must say it's been an absolute honour to have been able to serve as president of UDAA for obviously for three years and, of course, to be on the board. It's been a, a wonderful uh, opportunity. I think certainly you just sort of reflect back, uh, certainly there's sort of been some key insights for me and, and certainly we know as an industry we are incredibly resilient. Mm. And I think certainly over the last few years we've seen the resilience of the industry as well as our members. It's incredibly important during these times to to stay close to your market yes. and to your customer, particularly in this rapidly changing world and the macro environment. And I think it's therefore very important to be adaptable and to be agile mm. and to be able to respond to that changing environment. And so whether or not that's changing the product mix on an apartment tower from less one and two bedrooms to more three-bedroom owner-occupier product or whether or not you're a developer in the master plan community space and looking at doing either different lot typologies, different yeah. frontages, alternatively doing larger or smaller stages. Mm. You really do need to be close to your market to be able to respond and to be adaptable. I think it's also uh, incredibly important to understand your position of your project within your particular catchment. Yeah. So to understand those important drivers of supply and demand and to understand, once again, the customer preferences. And I think finally, of course, it's about the people. Mm. It's not just about the project. So I think certainly over the last few years, we've seen the, the need for leaders to be able to, to motivate their teams, to retain their teams, and of course, to be able to grow and uh, to develop the teams. So I think they're sort of really probably the, the key insights that I've taken away over the last several years. The point about adaptability mm. has just been, I think, so relevant, particularly for the property sector. You know, there's been severe product supply shortages at, at the start of the pandemic, real changes in terms of demand and, as you say, how people would want to live. But the sheer volume of impacts that we've experienced around construction costs mm. must be a, a really um, challenging time for development teams to navigate. Correct. So I think the latest um, figures today actually from CoreLogic have shown an 11% increase in construction costs over the last 12 months. Yeah, so that puts incredible challenges, developers and, and our members. And so we've looked at a number of strategies to try and deal with this. Obviously, uh, procurement strategies are very important, looking at when you need to procure the materials. So yeah. you have obviously allowances for lead times. Obviously, look for any economies of scale in terms of bulk purchasing across different projects. 
So we've been looking at a number of those type of opportunities, particularly when you can across scale. And also, of course, trying to stay ahead of the cost curve Yes, and where those opportunities to rise to look at any revenue opportunities as well. And how important have relationships been with your suppliers? Mm. You know, I imagine that's been a critical part of that puzzle. Correct. So very important to have strong and deep relationships with the contractor base and, and of course, with suppliers so that they know ahead of time your lead times on your particular project. So it's so very important. Now, Warwick, I'm going to ask mm. you to choose a favourite child here, which I know is, <laughs> is always very difficult. Um, that's why you only have one. So it's always an easy answer. But Mervac, you're quite a lot on the go in Queensland and across a large number of different types of projects as well, mm. um, from apartments to greenfield communities. And your team um, took away a few awards at our most recent Awards mm. for Excellence nearly mm. 12 months ago. Which projects are you most excited about? So here's the crunch moment, Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will only provide one project, but in each class. Oh, there we go. He's <laughs> <laughs> worked out a way around it. <laughs> so certainly in master plan communities, our Gainesville Greens project uh, located at Pimpamar on the Northern Gold Coast Corridor, we've been developing uh, Gainesville Greens for almost 15 years. Incredible. And over that time, we've developed over 2,200 lots, and we're now actually in our final stage. Yeah, wow. Uh, so about to bring to an end our, our time at Gainsborough Green. So so certainly the Mervac team were absolutely delighted uh, last year to win the UDA Queensland Project of the Year Award. And we're also delighted to win another two awards over the last two years. One was the UDA Awards for Excellence in Community Engagement, mm. and the other was for Environmental Excellence. So our original vision back in 2006 at Gainsborough Greens was to create a residential community, but based on ecological values, surrounded by a wildlife sanctuary. And so here we are today, 15 years later, yes. uh, it was really uh, rewarding for us to win both the community engagement and uh, environmental awards because Gainsborough Greens is a thriving, connected residential community. It now has over 5,000 residents Incredible. Uh, living yes. at Gainsborough Greens. And we've also really importantly delivered a really strong environmental legacy. So we've rehabilitated over 170 hectares of regional wetlands. Uh, we have rehabilitated koala habitat. It's home to over a million native plants and over 40 species wow. of uh, native fauna, including koalas. Yes. So we're really thrilled with the legacy, what we've delivered at Gainsborough Greens. Must be incredibly rewarding to watch that unfold to Warwick. You know, I often think that's one of the things about master plan mm. communities. It's sort of blank piece of paper to start off with, but being able to now reflect on not only the community that's been built, but also the ecological gains that have been made. Yeah, quite right. It was uh, interesting. We were just uh, only recently, we were looking at the photos of the site mm. uh, when we purchased in 2006. It was degraded farmland. It was an old golf course. So to now see the environmental outcomes, the net positive outcomes that we've delivered. It's very satisfying. And two weeks ago, we actually held one of our final community events. And we had over two and a half thousand people attend Incredible. on the night, which mm. was just wonderful to see that community evolve. And then, of course, from MPC, uh, one of the projects, uh, the apartment projects that we've been involved in for some time is, has been the ongoing urban renewal at Newstead mm. uh, with our waterfront precinct. So again, that's been Really exciting to see Waterfront Newstead Precinct continue to evolve. Uh, we now have our next building called Key Apartments under construction. Now, and we've uh, just recently released our second building called Isle, 
which we look forward to starting construction soon on. So I think that's really great to see how Newstead and that whole area has been gentrified over the last 20 odd years. Yes, incredible. It's changed so much, hasn't Mm. it? It's a great place to be. Yeah, it is. It's great to see, obviously, the community evolve at Newstead, obviously the the progress on James Street and uh, all the uh, ongoing retail and cafes Mm. and restaurants. And we've also started construction of our Live Anura project which is being developed in partnership with the Queensland Government and which will be uh, Brisbane's first build-to-rent project. Fantastic. So really exciting to see uh, the activity occurring down there at Newstead. And build-to-rent's obviously an emerging asset class in Australia and Mm. and particularly Queensland as well. So really looking forward to seeing Mm. the outcome from that project and hopefully many more around the traps. Yeah, correct. And I think uh, particularly now with the housing summit, which is on this Thursday, and of course the housing crisis that's mm. being experienced across southeast Queensland, build to rent can play a very important role in delivering at scale rental accommodation. And at Livinora, we're also providing key worker accommodation, yes. which can really help to address some of those issues with regards to affordability within the current housing crisis. Yeah, fantastic. It should be a, a great contribution to our urban fabric. Mm, correct. Mm. Yeah, Warwick, when people ask about the work of the Institute, how do you explain what it is that we do? <laughs> well, UDA Queensland is a member-based, non-for-profit organisation that represents our members across Queensland property and development industry. And our voice, the UDA voice, is the voice across Queensland as we represent our members across the 12 regional branches. So we represent our members from Toowoomba to Townsville, from the Gold Coast to Cairns. And we provide our members with the opportunities to learn, to inform and upskill through our professional development programs, our mentoring programs, very well renowned. And of course, these are all led by industry experts. And there's a great value to be had through our various industry events uh, as well. UDA, we provide opportunities to connect through our uh, various networking events, um, including, for example, our annual developers conference. And the UDA also promote innovation and best practice in the development industry. So if you look at what we're doing with regards to the Enviro Development Certification, uh, really leading the way there with regards to certification of uh, sustainability and environmental outcomes across our industry, Uh, our ILRG uh, continues to provide very informative well-researched pieces. And of course, we host our signature awards for excellence, which is a great opportunity to celebrate best practice and uh, innovation across the development industry and our members. And finally, uh, Kirsty, of course, we continue to advocate Mm. and drive policy agenda and change the state government and local councils on those really important development issues that really matter to our members. I think one of the most important things that we've increasingly learnt too, and it's it's wonderful every 12 months to see the awards for excellence, mm. those winners tell their story about what improvements they've made to their local communities and the product that they've delivered on the ground. It's just a fantastic opportunity to recognise some of the good work our industry does. And I think that's been a, a really important mm. part mm. that you have certainly reaffirmed over your time as president, you know, the importance of communicating the good work that our industry does because there is certainly a lot of it. Correct. It's great to see the sense of pride as the mm. you know award recipients 
uh, have with regards to that industry recognition of what they've been able to achieve, not often through very challenging times. And of course, for the broader teams that have been involved in those projects or the consultants. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so to have that recognition is a wonderful thing. And of course, as well, to often to the buyers and the customers who have bought within their projects. I know that they also are often very thrilled to hear mm-hmm. the development that they're living with has obviously been recognised as Award for Excellence. Highly competitive, uh, highly sought after, a UDIA Queensland Awards for Excellence, but it is a, a wonderful part of what we do. Now, when you step down, when we let you, Warwick, when you step down from your role as president, what will you miss most? I know it's a very long list, I'm sure. So take us through it, Warwick. I, I think to me, as I reflect back, what I've really enjoyed and what I'm going to miss is working with a passionate, the committed and the very professional team. Kirsty, and obviously is led by you. And, and I know that the team is always working tirelessly to really advance the interests of our members and the development industry. It certainly has been very enjoyable hearing directly from our members Mm. on those important matters Mm. to them. Mm. And I think then having that opportunity to obviously to be involved in shaping the policy and our advocacy around those issues that have been raised directly with UDA and myself. Yeah, it is uh, the value that our members deliver back to us and the way that they help mm. us do our job is and always willing to help, always willing to assist, um, to communicate the challenges that they are feeling out there in the marketplace. Mm. It is a, it's a special thing to be a part of and mm. I know that the team really enjoys it. Now, thinking back, Warwick, to your 20-year-old self, mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give professional advice? So perhaps not to do with the hiking, the fact that you could potentially drive those distances, but what piece of professional advice would you give a 20-year-old self? I think certainly our industry and obviously the various asset classes and the segments within our industry are, of course, quite cyclical. So I think it's important as a young property professional to obviously have a broader range of experience Mm. and, of course, to understand the cyclical nature Mm. of our industry. I think it's also important that for us to be able to deliver these incredible and often quite complex projects that we rely on a range of multidisciplinary experts, from architects, planners, builders, engineers, lawyers, et cetera. So everyone has a role to play in developing these projects and our projects. So really respecting and recognising everyone's contributions Mm. and collaborating across the broader project team is very important. And finally, The UDA has very much been a part of my career journey uh, over the last 25 years. So it's uh, very important to look for those opportunities to network and to develop relationships with the industry. So I certainly encourage young property professionals to get involved, to get involved with our industry, with their industry. Yeah, it'll be a lot learnt and there's, as I said, many, always many people willing to give their time, expertise, mm. thoughts. Uh, it's a special part of, of what makes up our membership mm. and certainly something that we'd encourage younger professionals to tap into. Yeah, correct. Well, Warwick, thank you for not only joining us today on the development drum. It's been fantastic to speak to you, but thank you also for the endless amounts of time, energy, advice, guidance you not only provide to the industry, but importantly to the UDIA team. Um, It's an absolute pleasure to work with you and and UDIA is so much stronger for the time and expertise that you invest in it. So thank you for your time, both that you put into UDIA Queensland, but also on today's podcast, Warwick. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you for listening to the UDIA Queensland's Development Drum podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us. Remember to rate and review this show on your favourite podcast app. 
While you're there, please make sure you click subscribe so you don't miss an episode.